Oh, Amy, you're so sexy. Fist me. Fist me. Oh, a bit of fisting, love. Chatem. Oh. Oh. Oh, pilchards in red sauce. Mayonnaise in my knickers. Oh, And welcome to a new show. Ooh. Now, the lady who's joining me on these new shows is, well, I just can't believe it, really. She's just like the real thing. She's a writer, a broadcaster. She's worked for every independent film doodah you could think of, doing commentaries on films such as Give Us a Film. Oh, blimey. Oh, Spetters. Spetters. That well-known 1960s film about oranges, is it? Is it something about oranges and blob people? Oh, something dear. Like I, I, need, I need to be reminded of all the rubbish I've done. Um, um, I, um, some, oh, God. I need to have them in front of me now because you've really put me on the spot. Oh, I'll just I'll just reel them off then. So so Amy's done uh, so many commentaries on films that I couldn't list them, to be honest, because there truly are so many. She's written essays about films. She's just the real deal, unlike me. <laughs> So Amy and I, Amy Simmons. Hello, Amy. Hello, thank you for having me, Tina. (laughs) I haven't actually had you yet, Amy, but (laughs) hopefully at some point in the future that may happen. Oh, Mrs. (laughs) Which which leads us in lovely to uh, what we're going to be talking about today. Yes. So so I've named known Amy for a couple of years now. and we're really good friends, and I admire her very much. In all honesty, Amy is one of the best film writers out there. And seriously, I really can't believe that 60 Minutes With is lucky enough to have, like, a real person. Pay you later. <laughs> a real a real critic on the show. So what's she doing, you know, making a show with me? Well... She's a bit of a potty mouth, that's what. <laughs> I wouldn't have done it otherwise. It's you freedom. You wouldn't have done it otherwise. Freedom, yeah. Mm-hmm. So welcome, Amy, and maybe you'd like to tell your audience what this show is called. This show is called 60 Minutes With. <laughs> it's good. Yeah, the whole thing is, but what have we called our show? Our show is, oh, our show is called <laughs> T and A. That, does that mean what we think it means? Yeah. T- t- oh, yeah. Well, I've just got that. <laughs> I thought it was like, 
about Tina and Amy, but it's tits and ass, isn't it? Something like that. So, so are you the ass and I'm the tits then? <laughs> Whatever you want, baby. Whatever okay. you want. Well, it's not tits and ass. It's Tina and Amy That's having right. a genteel talk about lovely films. Yes. Aren't we, Amy? So, Amy, before I start, I've just got to uh, play this theme tune. Go. What, Amy? I think we need our own theme tune. I think so too. I think we need something sexier than this. Yes. Yeah. So, would anybody like to write us a sexy theme tune? The offer's there. Right. Okay. <laughs> so then, this is our first show, and our original idea was we were going to take action films such as Predator, The Terminator, etc. Because women throughout, you know, history, I suppose, and in the consciousness of people aren't supposed to like action films. Now, Amy has never been on a podcast before. So to ease her in slowly, I thought that we'd pick a film that would be just really easy for us to talk about (laughs) and would be a film that is more or less specifically designed for women. So uh, we had a little chat about films that were available on Netflix, so you can join us if you want to, and we agreed on Fifty Shades of Grey. So this is just an interview for the newspaper. I just have a couple of questions. Mr. Gray, we'll see you now. What was he like? He was polite, intense, smart, really intimidating. Do you have any interests outside of work? What about you? I'd like to know more about you. There's really not much to know about me. (laughs) Look at me. (laughs) I am. To what do you owe your success? I exercise control in all things, Miss Steele. It must be really boring. Uh-oh. 
I've never watched Fifty Shades of Grey before. Have you, Amy? No, I read the book when everyone was raving about it. Um, mm. Not, not the best. Not the best. Um, um, everyone was addicted to it. I remember, and then everyone threw it out because they were too embarrassed to, uh, for it to be seen on their bookshelves. <laughs> so every Oxfam window, I remember being full <laughs> of the trilogy. <laughs> Yeah, my brother bought it for my mum as a joke for like Christmas or a birthday. And I'm one of those people that I don't like bad mouthing things until I've actually experienced it. So I picked the book up and I said to my mum, can I take it home and have a read of it? And I think I read it in two days. And it's it just was like a ruder version of Twilight to me. Mm. Uh, now, I read just the first Twilight book and it wasn't my sort of bag, really. You know, I, uh, You've got I read it again. You've got about Twilight, haven't you? Yeah, very mixed feelings about, well, about the films, but the book is sort of, I just, um, you know. Uh, and I'm not saying it from a point of view that I'm like, big-headed or you know I think I'm super duper intelligent therefore I don't like it it just didn't oh I didn't didn't sit well with me mm. so I read Fifty Shades of Grey and oh my god I just kept thinking why do women want to you know are they that bored that they want that sort of romance that yeah so I was yeah. so I was very interested to read after we'd watched the film, because I, we like to give a little bit of background yeah. on films that we talk about, that um, E.L. Leonard, uh, and this is actually from a great article in Vanity Fair, mm. uh, because I didn't know anything about it. So E.L. James, Erica Leonard, she's 57, and she wrote Fifty Shades of Grey. Um it sold more than 100 million copies worldwide and made her more than $100 million. So she is very, very rich. And she started writing these stories after writing, um, sort of adding to online forums for twihards. Right. And I was reading this. I thought, what the, what the hell's a twihard? And then I realised that me thinking, this is like Twilight. It, it is Twihards, the Twilight fans. So she basically went out and, and wrote these stories about about rude Twilight. <laughs> Bondage Twilight. <laughs> Bondage Twilight. I have to admit, I haven't seen any Twilight films. You're joking. So just shall we, shall I get my coat now? I think maybe you should, actually. So you don't. You've never had the pleasure of watching Robert Pattinson? No. Uh, glowing in the forest? No, because to... there's a scene in this, in um, oh, in Fifty Shades, isn't there, where they go into the forest for a, for a chat together, Anastasia and Grey. <laughs> yeah. and, and everyone's saying, oh, it's really twilighty. And I said, I can't yeah. really, like, um, but I don't uh, know because I haven't seen Well, it. we'll have to put that right. Yeah, there. really have to sort that out. So Next film, Twilight. Lol. <laughs> Soz, lol. Oh. oh my god. Oh dear. Next. Next, yeah. So so Fifty Shades of Grey is about the sexual awakening mm. of Anastasia. 
And Anastasia is the main female character in the book. And she is supposed to be, I'm trying to think what, oh, Bella is in Twilight, is the main character character of the Twilight books. Of course, yes. So she's, so she's like the equivalent of Bella in Twilight. And it's the emotional awakening of Christian, who is the equivalent character of Robert Patterson right. in Twilight. Um, and it said it in, in this article, um, it's the fantasy of most middle class romance reading women around the globe who still imagine it takes only the right woman to transform an arsehole into a diamond. OK, That's they right. didn't say that. I said it. <laughs> So all you arsehole men out there listening to this, all two of you. Yeah. Arsehole, we can change you into an amazing, loving person with the use of some silk hand ties. Yep. A bottle of wine. Biscuits. And what else did they use? Biscuits. Biscuits. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, he's such an outdated stereotype, isn't he? The old uh, Christian Grey. Yeah, well, he, he, could, yeah he could only be changed absolutely. by the love of a good woman. A good woman. He's uh, So <clears throat> before they made the film, Brett Easton Ellis, who's a fantastic writer, and I was, again, this is from the Vanity Fair article, Yeah, um, and I was pretty amazed to see that he was in the least bit aware of of this book, never mind wanting to write the story, write the script mm. for the film. So he said, I read the book out of curiosity, and if it had not been a bit as big of a hit, I would not have picked it up, said Alice. And then I realised, ooh, this isn't well written. No kidding. It isn't a good book, but this is a really good story that would make a really good movie. Mm. So he wanted to make it, you know, full on bondage, fisting, sex, yep. over 18s. Yeah. So do you think he he would have been a better filmmaker for this? Just a bit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It, Sam it, it, it just, it's a very unsexy film, isn't it, at the end of the day? It, it, it kind of yeah. lacks all kind of erotica um it's it's a, it's like a outdated calvin klein perfume ad that's what a few people have said online but there's a little yeah. bit more to it but um i just wanted to get talking about dakota johnson because she's showbiz royalty isn't she absolutely and she was in all three or was she well yes. so was, yeah he was as well wasn't he yeah um uh jamie dornan uh, plays Christian, but but there is apparently the first choice. The, the writer mm. wanted Robert Patterson That's to play right. Christian, yeah, and he just said, "Well, fuck that off." Thank God, Robert Patterson went on to make The Lighthouse <laughs> and Batman. Hallelujah! I've got a real hard on for Matt Robert Patterson. He's a bit gorgeous, isn't he? He's, he is even in Tenet, which I don't understand. He's so shaggable, isn't he? Intense. Fuck yeah. Intense. He's just so handsome. Uh -huh. And he looks like he'd give you a really good time. Yeah. Yeah. And hasn't he grown? <laughs> hasn't he matured? Oh, yeah. Yeah. It, I, actually, all joking aside, I actually think Robert Patterson is a really good actor. Yeah. I really like him. I think he's very talented. So talking about talent, <laughs> Robert Patterson said... 
no fucking way, thank you very much. Would I like to do that film? So they offered it to Charlie Hannon, who is somebody I met once, who is so handsome. Now, you might know Charlie Hannon from uh, the Guillermo del Toro film, the Crimson blah blah, <laughs> that I can't remember. <laughs> Crimson. 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 I'm thinking about the Crimson Pirate now, for fuck's sake. Yeah, so Char most people would know Charlie because he's the main lead in um, the biker thing. Oh, See, we're so professional, aren't we? <laughs> Sons of Anarchy, that's it. Sons of Anarchy. Yes! Um, yeah, so he plays Jax in Sons of Anarchy. Um, you can tell we haven't written any of this down. No. Uh, and he is, he's quite sexy if you like blondes. Do you like blondes? Not Do you really. know, I always preferred a darker haired guy, but I always ended up yeah. with blondes, which was mysterious to me. But Yeah, uh, yeah. I like blondes if they're Viking-like, but, you know, Charlie Hunnan. And I, having said that, you know, like I've actually seen him in the flesh. He's He is drop-dead gorgeous. He really is. But he hasn't got that. Uh, he didn't do it for me, really. He's very nice as well. He was, you know, at a comic con mm. and he was very nice with people. So he he signed on to play the part of Christian and he dropped out. Now, I've read varying things about whether or not he'd started filming it and gone, whoa, don't think this is a good idea <laughs> and scarpered <laughs> or whether or not he jumped ship before the filming started. Right. So so before we get into the film, mm -hmm. uh. The person who ended up directing Fifty Shades of Grey was a bit of an odd choice, I thought. Mm. Sam Taylor Johnson. Um, now, she's directed a couple of things. The other big film she, she directed was a film called Nowhere Boy, which is about the early years of John Lennon. Yeah. That's the star of that was Aaron or Aaron Taylor mm -hmm. uh, Johnson because they they mixed each other's names he was 19 i think she was 47 and they got it on and got married wow dirty old bugger filth or should i say filth <laughs> filthy not that i'm jealous or anything <laughs> can you imagine can you imagine like just meeting i mean bear in mind now um i'm 56 and my son is 29 so Ten years ago, my son would be 19. Now, I think about my son's 19-year-old friends then, <laughs> and I just think they're spotty oiks who fart all the time and drink too much and have no idea. And she actually not only shagged him, but married him and had two kids with him. It's bizarre. What can you say about it? I, it is a bit, isn't it? So anyway, Sam Taylor-Johnson directs this film. She comes from an art background. Have you ever seen any of Sam Taylor's art? No, I haven't. Look how prepared so, I am. <laughs> so, well, yeah, but I just looked at it because, you know, I'm an artist, so of I'm course. interested in things like that. So I, her art is basically photographing people like they're floating in air. Yeah. So how do you go from photographing people floating in air to directing a film? I'll tell you. You go. Money. <laughs> Privilege and who you know. Because she used to be married to an art dealer. And again, going back to this Vanity Fair piece about the film, 
she talks about how hard it was when her and her husband split up because she hadn't got servants anymore. For reals. <laughs> For reals. <laughs> For reals. Yes, I had to scrape the poo off my own toilet. How ghastly for her. Absolutely ghastly. So, anyway, Sam Taylor-Johnson gets the job and she gives the uh, parts of Anastasia to Dakota Johnson, who we're about to talk about, and Jamie Dornan. Mm -hmm. So, Anastasia is Dakota Johnson. Really loved her performance, actually, in this. She saved the film for me. I think yeah. um, that Dorn Dornan's ability as an actor are rather limited. <laughs> in Have the you extreme. ever seen him in anything else, Jamie Dornan? No, I, I looked at I looked him up, and I have to say I haven't seen him um, in anything else. But, but I think his, uh, you know, his limited abilities also. Well, he kind of makes Christian seem rather dull and unappealing, and it's sort of hard to see why Anastasia would be attracted to him really in the Funny first darling. place. Ka-ching! So Jamie Dornan, he's well known for something that's on. Uh... Netflix that uh, I think has been number one in the Netflix charts. Right. Ever. And it's called The Fall. And it's uh, about a serial killer. And it was originally on the BBC. It's something that I've written about before. Right. Like, reviewed. Uh, I think it was two, two or three series. It's based in Northern Ireland. Mm. And it's based around this serial killer. And uh, his, I can't remember if she's a psychiatrist or a policewoman. Or maybe she's both. But it's Gillian Anderson. Love Gillian. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. See, I'd shag her if she was in this. Wouldn't throw her out of bed. No, she's gorgeous, isn't she? Mm. Uh, yeah, so anyway, um, Jamie Dornan plays the same part in The Fall as a <laughs> serial killer to me as he does in this film. He has no range whatsoever. No. He? No, there's a real kind of alien quality, I think, to his performance. Yeah. But I think that's what kind of makes him so effective, you know, as Christian. In a way, it works. There's, he's just completely empty inside, you know. But I what think, do you think about the way he looks? Did you look at him and think, Phew. Well, he used to be, I think in the early 2000s, he was working um, with high pro. He was, a, he, was a, he was a supermodel of sorts, wasn't he? He, he worked. No way, was he? He, was, he worked with high profile brands such as Hugo Boss, Armani and Calvin Klein. Becoming, wow. becoming one of the most well-regarded male models of all time. Well, of the time, and I didn't oh know that. God. I didn't recognise him. No, didn't recognise no. him at all. But I. So, in, so as far as casting is concerned, you know, these sort of like yeah. shallow, modelly types, maybe it kind of worked in his favour because yeah. it's so sort of empty and blah. You know, I mean, I, I think the, far, the film's far more interested in Anastasia and her thoughts yeah. and decisions, don't you think, than giving Christian even a sort of semblance of personality. Do you know, to be honest with you, and, and again, you know, I've only watched this once. And when I told Dave we were going to do it, normally he comes home from work and we watch a film every single night. And it's very rare we get to watch a film that we want to watch because we have to review so much stuff. Yeah. 
So I knew, you know, because he has to watch films when he does shows, like he, he recorded with Chris yesterday, mm. and he, we had to watch uh, some foreign film that I... I mean, we watch so many films, I forget literally within hours what we watch yeah because the of the volume they have to be something really outstanding for me to remember them mm. which is a good test really <laughs> but uh but i said to dave we I, we're going to do 50 shades of gray and he just looked at me and i said so i need to watch 50 shades of gray and he didn't say a word he just looked at me and the look on his face said fuck off tina i am not fucking watching that fucking film fuck so so i didn't say can i put it on so i so i had to watch the film over three afternoons in little say because it's fuck me it's a long film <laughs> it's like is it like two hours two minutes it goes on off? it goes on it, and oh it, goes God, on. it goes on on and on and on so uh so yeah so i've watched it like in episodes and maybe that's been the influence towards the way I've watched it instead of just watching it all the way through but to me um yeah I found Dakota Johnson a bit annoying mm. but then that's her character as well isn't it I think she it? reminds me so much of Charlotte Gainsbourg in it she's just she's got this sort of like breathless sort of in inward angst sort of quality about her and I think because I adore Charlotte Gainsbourg so much you kind of yeah. got confused yeah. she has she's yeah. got the same kind of look the same kind of sort of breathy delivery um so but, just, uh, just explain who Charlotte Gainsbourg is for your audience now. Charlotte Gainsbourg, um, she was in uh, Antichrist. Um, last one tree is Antichrist. She's, she's, oh, she's... hang on a minute, Amy. Now I seem to know someone who wrote a book about that. <laughs> I wonder who yes, it was. Yes, I, I wrote her. Um, uh, that, that was not a plug. Seriously, it was the first film that came <laughs> to my head. Um, oh, she's been she's been in loads of things. Um, oh, see, this is this is stuff that I, I haven't even written down, and I can't do this because I can't remember the films because I'm put on the spot now. But Charlotte <laughs> yeah, but that's the whole point. Yes. Well, well, I know her. I know know the name um, instantly because her dad is Serge, Serge Gainsbourg. Gainsbourg. Who is like, who was the biggest star in France, wasn't he? Because he did. Come on, sing with me. And then you go. That song, yeah, that everybody used to shag to in the 60s. Yes, he was a bit of a perv, chain smoker, all the rage. All the rage who back was in those it? Days. Who was it? He tried to shag on. It was it Whitney Houston. It was somebody was on some chat show, and I think I sort of think that it. Oh, could that be rings wrong a bell. Here. That rings a bell. He was quite blatant. He was yeah, quite blatant. He, he said, a, I'm, a... "I want to fuck you." <laughs> yes, yes, <laughs> I remember that. Yeah. Yeah, he was, he yeah. was, yes, a dirty old chain smoking thing, but uh, he had a very peculiar, almost peedy relationship with Charlotte. Um, she was in a video with him. Uh, they made a really? pop video together. It's called uh. Lemon, Lemon something or other. I can't remember now. It's on YouTube and it's all yeah. about how she, I think it's in French and English. And the, yeah. the, the, the gist of the tune is, uh, 
her basically saying how she has so much feelings for her father and he's saying no 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 don't come too near don't come too near to me no 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 no. this isn't right but i love you daddy i love you daddy you have you have to watch it um it just suddenly came to mind that yes it was it was quite a peedy video um, sounds great i mean terrible it sounds- <laughs> So yeah, yeah, strange upbringing. But uh, yes, yes, mm. we digress. So yeah, yeah. Do you Johnson think Dakota me of her a little bit? So do you think she had a similar upbringing, knowing her showbiz family? So, Melanie Griffith and Don Johnson. I think her her grandmother was Tippi Hendren. <gasps> yes, and Antonio Banderas became her stepfather. So she's in good company. Good. Can you imagine being that showbiz? Mm. How how does that happen? It's just luck. Luck, yeah. Do you think she used to sort of look at her mum with Antonio and think, oh, Antonio, you Spanish sex god? Maybe. Would you? I would. Yes. Yeah. Definitely. (laughs) Although, I mean, when you think about it, so if you had a choice between shagging Don Johnson Uh or Antonio Banderas... Oh, Banderas. Who would you pick? Oh, Bander- I'd go Johnson, Miami Vice. <laughs> You'd have to go back in time a bit. Yeah, as long as he rolled his sleeves up, it'd be fine. <laughs> so, so Dakota Johnson is very beautiful, and I've seen her in two really great films. Mm. So she can act. So I've seen her in The Peanut Butter Falcon, which I isn't on a lot of people's radar. Yeah. It's on Netflix. It's, I love it. It's a great film. And she's also in a film I've seen called The Bigger Splash, right. which you all need to watch. Have you Have you seen either of no, those? No, I haven't. D- Dakota Johnson. The only thing I've seen her in recently is the uh, remake of Suspiria, where she plays the uh, the new da- the the, uh, the new dancer, Susie. Oh. The remake. Well, I, I haven't seen that. Dave refused to watch it. And I'd forgotten because I do want to watch that because Tilda Swinton's in it, isn't she? Yeah, I think it's I think I it's vastly well, hugely misun- misunderstood film. Like people say, yeah. oh, it's not a remake; it's like a reimagining of it. So I, I thought she was great in it. Everyone was sort of mm. like so. Yeah, the, the, the people who are obsessed, obviously, about the original film wanted, you know, that they, they were big shoes to fill. It's just, yeah. it's just a completely different film, and I thought uh, Dakota Johnson was fantastic in it. But I mean, well, yeah, I mean, she, she's not, she's not. Oh, what am I trying to say? She's just. Um, I, I just think Johnson in Fifty Shades saves the film from being completely forgettable. You really like her in it, then. Um, she saves the film from being forgettable. That's yeah. all. That's basically it. She, she, she. Th- 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 there's nothing. I mean, there's no water, water cooler moment in it, is there? There's nothing that you can remember completely about the film. But, but she stands out for me. Um, because without her, I think it would have. Well, I mean, it fell flat on its ass anyway, didn't it? But I think without her, yeah. she she breathes some life into the character that the the, the character in the book I think sadly lacked well I well watching it I found her a bit annoying Mm. and the thing that I found annoying about her was was that the way that she kept talking sort of like that but then when you think about it that is the character of Anastasia yeah so 
the character of Anastasia mm. is like the book where she is she doesn't dress sexy and she is unsure of herself and sort of talks like Marilyn Monroe or yeah. Helium. Yeah, yeah. She? she she starts off really frumpy, doesn't she? The first yeah. scene and the next yeah. scene she's like this sex goddess. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. it's not much of a transition, is it? It's like from the next scene. I I think she's beautiful. She is a beautiful looking girl as well, isn't she? Yeah. 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 I mean, do you remember in the book, Anastasia had this really annoying um, sort of interior monologue? Which sort of reflected yeah. her reactions to kinky situations. I think. <laughs> well, who was the screenwriter? Is it Ke- Kelly Marcel? I think mm. she did amazing work in like stripping back the text for the film. Yeah. So Donna Anna's like inner goddess, you know, and her. Oh my god! I'd oh, forgotten man. about that. And holy <laughs> crap! You know, so well done, <laughs> Kelly Marcel, for stripping that crap away because. <laughs> Because that, I mean, reading through, yeah, that book was, yeah, not great. It's, yeah. Not no. great. Well, well, before we start talking about the film itself, I'll just read a quick synopsis out. Yeah. Because I'm sure that an awful lot of people who, who are listening to us haven't seen Fifty Shades of Grey and they don't know what they're missing. We watch it so you don't have to. <laughs> <laughs> So this is a really short synopsis, but it it encapsulates what the film's about. So when college senior Anastasia Steele, what a name, Mm -hmm. who's Dakota Johnson, steps in for her sick roommate to interview prominent businessman Christian Grey, Jamie Dornan, for their campus paper, little does she realise the path of her life. Oh, sorry. Even the see, <laughs> I'm getting overexcited. <laughs> Little does she realise the path her life will take. Christian, as enigmatic as he is, rich and powerful, finds himself strangely drawn to Anna and she to him. Though sexually inexperienced, Anna plunges headlong into an affair and she learns that Christian's true sexual proclivities push the boundaries of pain and pleasure. So basically, so yeah, Anastasia Steele's a frumpy virgin who somehow meets this billionaire and of course... He falls in love with her, just like all women want <laughs> want a billionaire <laughs> to to fall in love with them. Oh, it's just like it's it, it's you can just watching it, you know it's it's supposed to be every woman's wet dream. Yeah, yeah. Is it? Uh, Is it? Uh, uh, there, there, there was. Absolutely, loads. It was, it was a, it was a Marmite film. It was a mixed bag. Mm. I think a lot of women went there. Um, intelligent women, well-read women, went there wanting to see some real erotica, wanting to feel yeah. um, something. I just think that the, the the chemistry between both actors was pretty much non-existent, which basically mm. doesn't help sell the story, does it? And yeah. without yeah. that heat. This is just a a tale about, you know, contract negotiation. Strictly no fisting, There's, I might add. Strictly no fisting. Okay. No but fisting. I remember that. I know. Okay. Yeah. What was the other one that he wasn't allowed to do? 
Um, was it anal or vaginal fisting? Anal and vaginal fisting. So that was crossed off in their meeting yeah. in the in the dimly lit orange room when the when the uh, sec the, uh, the these the skinny secretaries all dressed in grey came in with their sushi, which they did. Lovely. Teach. Yes. Yes. There's, there is a lot of contract negotiation in this film, which I think would greatly appeal to a lot of men. Definitely, it's it's more Business it's more men. for a female audience, a, a male audience. I think I just um, oh, <laughs> I I don't know. Um, um, what what was I going to say? Yeah, I think she, I think she, D- Dakota. Should we call her Dakota? Yeah, I, I think at times just just to sort of save her a little bit. I think she willfully satirizes and subverts the story at times. You know, she's got a very deadpan delivery with lines like, "Are you going to make love to me now?" or "What's a butt plug?" I think I think she realized the script is so awful. She, she she's trying to bring in some laughs while while Christian's character is trying to like ground it all the time with you know take me yeah. more seriously. She she yeah. she, fluffs, yeah. she fluffs up her character a lot and turns it into a comedy. I think in the right hands it could have been a really really good film, but it just. Do you know what I think? You're right there. I think I think it could have been a great comedy, an erotic comedy it was showing a bit more yeah. body parts. You know, with the know. same cast as well. Sorry? Or maybe get with the same cast or get rid of Jamie. I think with the same cast even um, and, and just sort of changed it up a bit. I mean, it's a, it's a sort of slicked up portrait, isn't it? That feels of the lives of the rich, which feels like straight out of a early 90s Michael Douglas film. You know, it's... it's... Oh, they wish it was like an early 90s. <laughs> I think that's what... Do you know, I think that's what Sam Taylor, whatever her name is, Johnson. I keep wanting to call her Sam Taylor Wood. I don't know why. Um, I think that's what she was aiming for. Some sort of Paul Verhoeven. Yes. You know, um, a fatal attraction, that sort of feel to it. Yeah. And it just falls flat on its face. It, it does. Because it's, there's no playfulness in it, is there? No, the, the se- I think the sex scenes are directed in the most sort of traditional and conservative way imaginable. Yeah. You know, even if they include, I mean, it's not full female nudity, is it? And certainly not male. I think it, no. it wants to deal with the darker, more controlling sides of sex, but it doesn't deal with sex itself, does it? No. No, it doesn't. I don't think it deals with anything really, except what what they think women want to hear. Yeah. And the, a really good example is um, one thing that we do at sixty minutes with because we watch a lot of shit films is that <laughs> is that Dave and I always notice certain tropes in films. The main one being tits. Yeah. <laughs> so there are certain films that you watch, like old horror films, mm-hmm. you know, 70s horror films from America, old 60s British horror films, whatever. And we'll have a bet at the beginning of the film how many minutes to the minute the tits appear. Like a drinking game. Absolutely. The, the time she bites so, her bottom lip. Oh, Another drink. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh, yeah. Bite never. Oh, yeah. I I might try that with Dave later, see what happens to him. (laughs) Nothing. He won't even know. That's it, though. He wouldn't even notice. And men don't. Do they notice shit like that? Maybe they do if you're a contestant on Love Island. I don't know. But, um, he would say, Don't do that to me, Tina. You know what that does to me. uh, Yeah, and back in the real world, Amy. (laughs) So, 20 minutes, it took 20 whole 
a whole 20 minutes before Christian said, I'm not the man for you. Steer clear of me. And all the women's pants exploded who were watching it because that's what we want to hear. Oh, you naughty boy, I'm going to make you into a good boy. It's I don't good, make love. I fuck hard. 30 minutes. <gasps> he said fuck. 30 minutes it took him to say that. <sighs> so it be so 20 minutes for romance romance romance. Steer clear of me. I'm Mr. Rochester. <laughs> to 30 minutes. I don't make love. I fuck hard. Now, you know, when I go out of an evening and meet a man, you know, and obviously, you know, times have changed with COVID, mm -hmm. the thing that shall not be named, you know, because I used to hang around bars, pick up men, bring them home. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Much like you. Uh, if they didn't say, what's your name, girl? And I'd say, oh, Tina. <laughs> if they didn't say, hey. I don't make love. I fuck hard. Within the first five minutes, I move on to the next man. Yeah, it, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, is it really, uh, you know, I, I just don't understand any of that. But, but I think, um, yeah, I don't think Dornan is the sexy beast of the Fifty Shades reader's imagination. Um, no. Um, and nor does he beat, what was it, Jamie Bell's turn as the, the uh, what was it, the whip-cracking sadist in Lars von Trier's Nymphomaniac, remember? Or, oh, or yes! James Spader's riveting performance as E. Edward Grey, another Grey. I wonder where she got oh, that idea from. Yeah. It's, it's Stephen Scheinberg's Chris, um, secretary. I think Christian is many things. He's a, he's a peer, what is he, a pianist, a pilot, a stalker, yeah. and a pervert. <laughs> But most of all, and he's an a, anal fister. He's a, but most of all, he's a tremendous bore. Just a tremendous yes, bore. But he's curing starvation and illness in Dafur. <laughs> Don't forget that. Well, I mean, the thing is, again, you know, so so Christian Grey is this billionaire. Yeah. What the fuck does he do? What does he do? Does he produce something? Is he is he Jeff Bezos? <laughs> we're never, Did he we're, we're never told about what he no. really does but that's no. that's not important he's just you know he, he's just he's just all about the red room and uh and, and yeah. the countless poor souls that have uh been and gone <laughs> in that uh hideous red room that looks like something out of ale decoration doesn't it really it hardly well, it looks, looks like cool. i i just sort of looking at it it looks like a man's interpretation of what a woman would think a boudoir would look like, that it would be red and like, you know, I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But then, but then in the film, in the actual film, it starts. So, so Anastasia yeah. is like this little shy girl doing a favour for a mate. She meets Christian and she's constantly chewing her bottom lip. And as soon as he looks at her, as soon as he looks at her, there's some sort of frisson, or maybe I imagined it, where he really fancies her and, and, and she's she fancies him, maybe. And then she goes out and it's raining and she stands in the rain chewing her lips. It's like she controls she... the weather, isn't it? Every emotion, it, it is. sunshine, yeah. breathing in the sunshine, terrible things happen, rain starts. I mean, I know it's a common thing in films to reflect a mood, but she really does control the weather she does she does it's it's incredible <laughs> and and he he manipulates situations so he can bump into her 
doesn't he? He meets her at a job, doesn't he? And she works luckily in a hardware store. And he goes in there, and he—it's almost like he's trying to hint to her what he's into yeah. because he wants to buy rope and and ties. And what else does he buy? Some some other shit for tying people up. And she said, "Oh, um, you could be a, a serial killer." <laughs> oh, <laughs> do you want an axe? Yeah, and she got for a drink. <laughs> Yeah. Oh, you've got me hard. You have. Oh, look, it's raining. <laughs> Wouldn't it be great if she went through the old film talking like that? Oh, Christian. Now this is so, now we're talking casting. Who should we get? Yeah. Who should we get for Dakota? Who should we get to replace Dakota? If only Barbara Windsor was still alive. Ah, <laughs> oh, Christian. What's the bat flag? What's eh? the, what the fuck's that, mate? <laughs> oh dear, it's all gone. It's all dear. This is, oh. this is Tina at TNA at our Oh best. dear, yeah, tits and ass. But then the, there's the bombshell yeah. that nobody saw coming. And that is when when he says to her, you know, you, you know, you need to look at this because he's they've had the conversation and he's he's hinted strongly and then he comes out and tells her that that him a relationship with him will not be normal because he's emotionally stunted which you can tell because he has no range whatsoever he doesn't even smile does he but then but then he says you know we're going to do this this and this and i want you to sign this contract but you need to have a look at the contract and then tell me what you like yeah she sort of looks at him and he says well you, you know what do you like when you when you have sex and and she can't tell him because She's a virgin. Oh, oh, that old chestnut. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That is so twilight. Oh, it's twilight. It's very twilight, it's as you so say. Twilight. Yeah. <laughs> so twilight. So, so she's looking at the contract, and so she's no, just a blank canvas for him to work just, his perverted oh, ways. Oh, and and you know what? The only time. You see Jamie Dornan's face change subtly, is when she says, "I, you know, I'm a virgin," and it's almost like he goes <laughs> and rubs rubs his evil moustache. I'm going to change you, young virgin. Yeah, so she so she tells him she's a virgin, uh, and then the next scene is they're going through the contract. So. They're sitting, as you said, they're having the sushi and she's going, yes, I don't want to do that. No, I'm not going to do that. And the, the two the two that stuck out for me was the fisting. No vaginal, no anal fisting and no genital clamps. No genital clamps. Nothing. But then he puts them on her fingers later, doesn't he? And uh, says, it, it'll feel even more intense when you pull them off. Oh, oh, oh. she's she's bloody boring isn't she i mean what's wrong with a good fisting (laughs) (laughs) but let's look at it this way she said quickly changing the subject it's not a boundary pushing film is it i mean the couple's relationship seems to involve sort of little more than loads of sex um Mm. kind of vanilla Um, helicopter luxury pricey (gasps) dinners they never actually talk you know, no. even though Anastasia begs Christian to open up, it's just uh, <laughs> yeah, a bit of so, Smallsville. So the kinky stuff, we have to wait a whole hour 
and 25 minutes. Oh, God, yeah. Before any kink happens. And he, I did actually quite like this. The cat and nine tails, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. And a little little riding crop, wasn't it? That was the first one. And it was very, it was very gentle, wasn't it? It wasn't a good wallop. No, it wasn't a good wallop. We like it. Like in secretary when Spader just whacks her across the arse and you could, that's a a completely different and better film but the best of well we'll we'll talk about that that we'll talk about that towards the end because we both really love that film don't we shut up amy so (laughs) no don't shut up amy because we need to talk about what he does okay at one one hour 25 minutes which which is one little bit actually that did make me go ooh, hello he pulls her very lovely silk pants off have you ever had a pair of silk pants never no, I haven't either. They look nice, don't they? Mm. Yeah, they do. They look like they wouldn't like rub your bits. <laughs> <laughs> Especially if they're hanging, hanging down to your knees. I hope you're not going to play this for your mom. Oh, sorry, Mummy Diana. Please don't listen to this. It's awfully rude. So, sorry, so he ma'am. pulls her pants off and he sniffs her knickers. That was the only point in the film that made me go, oh, hello. Ugh. When he sniffs her knickers, I went, oh, ooh. <laughs> Don't oh, pull I recoiled at that. I Did just you? recoiled at that. Oh, let's have a good sniff of that. How does that, how I is used that a turn to, on? I don't find that. I don't. Well, I, I used to know somebody who used to sell their pants on eBay. Two king men who liked that sort of thing. And what she used to do was get was buy new pants, wash them, put a spoon of mayonnaise in the crotch Squitch it up, wait until it dries, and post them off. 25 quid a pop. She made a fortune. You know, I've heard of this. I think it's quite a common thing that uh, girls send their smelly knickers off to these guys and yeah. they absolutely love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've heard she of it. Even, it's common. She didn't even rub it on her bits. She just put a bit of mayonnaise in them. <laughs> That's disgusting. <laughs> and he wouldn't have known the difference. He didn't know. Yeah, one... one. One bloke apparently had a collection. All of the same. Di- I said, do you change the brand of mayonnaise? But apparently, no, she didn't. Probably framed <laughs> around his Ooh, bedroom. Yeah. No, no, he wouldn't put them in a frame. He wouldn't be able to sniff them through the glass. <laughs> break in emergencies. <laughs> oh, Jesus. So they've had, they've had kinky sex. Yeah. Which, on a scale of one to ten of kink, anal fisting being number ten, a light pat on the bottom with a riding crop being number one. It was a number one all the way through, wasn't it? There was nothing it was, kinky. It was bland. It was yeah. bland. Um, but what, but Amy, what, was... what is kinky? What is kinky? Um, well, what do there's, you think there's been is kinky? better films, isn't there, featuring BDSM imagery and themes. I'm going to talk about Art House quickly. There's, you know, we've go, got... No, no. We've got go, films go. like Catherine Brille, such as Catherine Brille's Romance, for example. Hardcore. Well, I've, I haven't seen that. What's that like? Tell me about it. Well... It, it's it's a, the relationship between a couple and, and and there's there's such intense loathing going on, but it's almost a test between mm. each to, to test each other's vulnerabilities. Um, but 
but there's something a lot more evil going on underneath that's something but it's a conversation for another day i just want to talk about the others no i'm, no, I'm really interested in that is it a foreign film and how yes do you know it's, a, it's, a, it it's a french film um right i think it's sort of mid 90s um yeah but um, oh, I can't even remember the actors in it now. One's an ex-porn star, uh, oh, um, Rocky. What's his call? What's his name? Rocky something <gasps> or other. Oh, I know who you mean. Yeah, I know. He's yeah, there's ex, a documentary. He's an ex-porn yeah. star with a very very big todger, and he gets it out yeah. frequently throughout the film. Yeah. And he and at one point he puts a, a broomstick up her bottom while she's lying oh, there, dear. and the camera just 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 um, draws back, and we just see her lying yeah. in the bed with a broomstick up her ass and I think and I think he's secretly gay I can't remember I've seen the film a long long time ago but that was that that is a couple of the kind of kink that would appeal and get written about Mm, (laughs) but you know definitely an art house sort of brigade where it's there's no there's no such thing as any kind of vanilla going on like there is in this film it's it's, it's, Disney compared to well that man that man in that film, Rocky. What is it? Rocky I'm pretty sure. Rock something. Can't remember. I'm pretty sure I've seen a documentary about him um, because it was a pick for, for a previous show that I think maybe Dave or Chris Jellyman picked. So I watched it and he is the most horrible person. Yeah. It, it was a horrible documentary mm. and I was offended by it to the point uh, because it was about his porn career, mm-hmm. and it was so horrific. Shagging tons of I, underage girls, uh, yeah, probably sex I, trafficked. I um, walked out. It, I I've, seen, yeah. I've seen a few of his porn films, and uh, the mm. girls are frighteningly young, and he's hugely mm. famous. There's even a dildo yeah. um, made um, um, of you know the size of his cock, yeah. molded to the size of his cock. Mm, but but yeah. but I think that because he's such a disgusting character, he was perfectly cast in uh, mm. Catherine Brillet's film. Um, yeah. So yeah, then there's Louis Bunnell's Belle de Jour. There's yeah. Lilia Cavani's The Night Porter. Uh, I love that film. Another brilliant film that touches on all this sort of thing. And then, of course, Secretary, which is we'll talk later, which is my personal favourite of the bunch. And then there's most recently Peter Strickland's The Duke of Burgundy, isn't there? So these are the kind of films that have got some real erotic charge to them and Mm. get you involved and and kind of bring out all your perversions. The Duke one of Burgundy is, t- is about two women and one's a servant. I haven't seen it, but I can remember reading about it. The sub. And wh- and one- she locks up yeah. in a box and gets her to do oh, all really? the cleaning. And, uh, right. and uh, no, the, 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 the two leads are absolutely incredible in that film. So, so yeah, so there's... I mean, even Fifty Shades, it sort of, it sort of cites um, Last Tango in Paris and there's a nod isn't there to like American gigolo, but mm. the result is more sort of nine and a half weeks, isn't it? Yeah, and not naff. at least bits bits of nine and a half week weeks are, are infinitely more sexy <laughs> than this. Yeah. Because because again, you know, you know, the names that you the films that you've just mentioned, um, even though I haven't seen all of them, I mean I've seen The Night Porter and to me that those S and M relationships mm. go further than 
than Anastasia has to stay for the weekend yeah. and be in the Red Room and kneel at the door when he's ready. But a real S&M relationship is a lifestyle, isn't mm. it? It's you get up in the morning and you're that person's servant, not not just somebody that they fist. You do the cleaning and the cooking and you bath them yeah. and you shave their legs and you comb their hair and you do their every bit. You are totally subservient normally, yeah. which you can see in other films. I, to- can't you? I totally agree. Um, I think yeah. uh, I think in the UK the film was passed uncut, so there was leaving no hope of seeing a director's version. Um, mm. I think Taylor Johnson was never free at all, even to push at the edges of sort of sexual representation. And the f- films lack, I think, of explicit imagery and grit mm. is one of its huge letdowns. I think. Do you think she would have done it if she could? Yeah, I think so. I think so. Do you think so? Um, See, I don't think, I mean, I haven't read anything, but looking at what she did put in the film. Yeah. I don't think she would have. I think she was she was trying to make more of a romantic film than, a, you know, a sex film. Because, but, because that first book, mm. it's from Anastasia's point of view, it's all about sex. It's all about love. Mm. And from his point of view, who knows, because he's so shut off, yeah. which we find out about, don't we, why he is the way he is about two-thirds of the way through the film. I think the director was pushed, wasn't she, into making it sort of vanilla-y cut version. Um, mm. I, but I, I know that, that all sorts of responses followed the film's release. I mean, the, the female viewers who wanted to be shocked, you know, found it, you know, anticlimactic. Mm. You know, where's the sex? Where's the feminist yeah. agenda? This isn't proper yeah. BDSM. This is domestic abuse, a lot of women were saying. Yeah. And yeah, I can see yeah. why people say this isn't a realistic portrayal of BDSM. Mm. I mean, Anna is clearly not um, into the idea and Christian's mm. not really addressing her concerns. And that is, mm. the, 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 that is the golden rule of a BDSM relationship. You do address each other's concerns. You are not punished it's all about testing vulnerabilities well so my research um <laughs> says but come on then let, let, let me ask you christian being a beautiful billionaire though we're expected yeah. to excuse his borderline creepy behavior because he's a beautiful billionaire because it, see because he's a beautiful billionaire yeah. well, well let me ask you then amy here we go um here we go so have you have you ever had that sort of relationship where you've done naughty spankings or been naughty spanked? Well, you know what? Or, no. I'm I'm five foot ten, I'm broad shouldered, yeah. broad backed, I'm rather loud, and I don't quite fit the Anastasia mould. Uh, and I think any potential suitor spanker would probably run for the hills in my company. Wow. So and, so, and so you've the never experienced have been there. The, the, fan, the yeah. fantasy after watching. Sorry, and I'm talking about Secretary again, but <laughs> I, I, it was a wonderful fantasy that film that really, really yeah. piqued my imagination and and got yeah. all the pervy pervy parts of me grinding away. <laughs> but uh, but uh, but um n- um no. So back to your question. No, sadly not. So been spanked. Do you want to hear my story? Yes, please. Yes, spankies? please. Are you sitting comfortably? Oh, yeah. 
<laughs> have you got a drink of tea? Mm-hmm. I'll try and make it quick. I've got two. So <laughs> that's what she said. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Go on. Just having a surprise. So you know, you know, I used to live in America. Well, you know, and most of our regular listeners know that I spent, you know, several years in America. I love your tales about was... America. Love. You should write a book. <laughs> I, you should write a I book. couldn't repeat most of them. This one, though, I, I will repeat. Um, and, and don't worry, everybody, Dave does know about this. So when I moved to America, <laughs> I ended up living with my boss, Richard, who was Mexican. And uh, he made it pretty obvious that he he sort of fancied me and um he used to say things to me now bear in mind i'm i'm what 22 and i come from a very small village in north wales <laughs> and i'm totally naive i went to a convent school i don't know my ass from my elbow and he's saying these weird things to me about going to go to a party tonight and I'd be like okay where are we going Hollywood Hills oh my god the Hollywood Hills and I'd just be starry eyed open mouthed oh taking it all in so this first party that he, he we did go to other parties like record release parties so this first party he took me to is up in the hills of Hollywood mm. and we walk in there and there's people uh, the women are all slim and beautiful and the men have got suits on and I'm there in a in a carcass t-shirt jeans and high top boots because i was like that rocked straight from work to this party and richard didn't really care what he wore he always wore a a shirt and jeans because he was money you know he he was the head of a record label Mm -hmm. and as the evening goes on i've i'm noticing more and more people are getting coked up no i didn't have a go (laughs) Because I was too too much of a fanny to, yeah, oh, I'm not having a go with that. No, it's naughty. Uh, and people would disappear. And then I noticed that some of the women were being touched a bit more than normal by men that they weren't really with. And it was an orgy. Oh. It was an orgy. So I hid under the stairs for the duration of the orgy. Did you peep, though, Tina? Were you uh, Did peeping? Did peep, peep, and saw saw a sort of famous actress get fucked on top of a grand piano, whose name I will tell you when we're off air. Ha ha! You'll go, you'll go. Holy shit! The slag. <laughs> yeah. So I shit myself. I've never. I, you know, didn't really know about stuff that stuff like that was real. It didn't it happen in Rome 2000 years ago yeah it was right there it was like that a scene out of um the cat stanley kubrick film it was like that only more terrifying out of eyes wide shut why am i loving this so yeah there's a bit there's more to the story so so we go home and i'm silent i mean this is 30 years ago so i can't really remember exactly what was said but i was just sort of sitting there thinking oh my god what have i got myself into here and he was okay and then he he was like you know saying what did you think and i was like oh it's, i think it's awful i think i don't want to have sex with loads of people had you had you, had you <laughs> out from under the stairs at that point yeah oh, yeah right. yeah 
Yeah, because the orgy had sort of tapered off after a couple of hours. The drugs, the drugs had worn off, and all the champagne had been drunk off people's nipples by then. So you know, it was like the, the three a.m. and I sort of everybody was falling asleep or going home. So we went home, and the next day he presented me with a book called The Story of O. And it was like a first edition. Oh, my God, I sound like Anastasia, don't you I? You do a bit. I do a bit. And he said, I want you to read this book. I didn't know what the story of O was. I can't. I couldn't even tell you without Googling it who wrote it. But it's an infamous, infamous book, like sort of the perfume garden, where it's about a Svengali. I think it was one of the first times the word was used, who forms a young girl into his sex slave. And Richard gave me this and said, here you go. This is me and you. Learn what's in it because this is what our life is going to be. So I read it and I couldn't stop laughing. <laughs> so <laughs> typical Tina. <laughs> this is a load of shit, isn't it? Isn't this a hoot? So, oh, oh, you want me to do what? So a couple of weeks later, now by now we'd been to a few gigs, we'd been to other parties. I, I can remember one release that we'd been to was Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols had released an album We'd be, and I was like, oh, I don't really want to go to a party. And he kept saying, it's Steve Jones from the Sex Pistols, it's not that sort of party. And we went and it was Steve Jones, so I trusted him again. Then he said, we're going to another party. And of course, I just didn't think that it would be another orgy. And it was. And this time I got poured a bit and I did not like it at all because it was um, old, older men who who were crusty. It was like. Yeah, it was it. The only way I can describe it was like being in a room full of Weinsteins. Oh yeah, it was it was horrible, and I was. Richard didn't see it like that. He thought it was an orgy, but it wasn't. It was powerful men controlling young actress, model, whatever. Had Richard given you the heads up before going that you no, could be tampered with? Because he knew with. that I no. He, well, he must have done. He must have done. I got poured quite a bit, and in the end ran up the stairs in tears and it's it's a really weird story this one because it there's two sides to it so I locked myself in a bedroom there are several bedrooms in this amazing house that's overlooking the ocean <laughs> and I'm sort of trying to think where can I hide where can I hide and the door opens and it's the owner of the house who I didn't know who he was. And I talked to him and I was very upset. And he said, look, you're all right. Just stay in here. He said, I'll, I'll, this is, this is, it's just so bizarre. You couldn't make it up. He said, I'll show you something that will cheer you up. He said, um, uh, do you like Marilyn Monroe? And, and I went, yeah, yeah, I just want to go home. He said, here, yeah, I'll let you try this on. And he opens part of his wardrobe up and in it is like a Ziploc bag. And in it, he's got a Marilyn Monroe's cardigan out of one of the films she was in. Ew. And he said, put, you can put it on if you want. So I got to try on Marilyn Monroe's cardigan. And I can't remember what film it is. Oh, fuck. 
It's a it's a cardigan that you'd recognise. Anyway, I took it off. Was it the one that st- famous photo shoots on the beach where she was all sort of like huddled in a cardigan? No, that was that was later. This is an early. Ah. It was an one of her earlier films. Okay. Um, this cardigan. Um, was it the River of No Return? That's put that's popped into my head. So it might have been that because she's a showgirl in it. It's like a western, isn't it? It might have been that. Hmm. Anyway, he said, "Stay in this room." More and people were chucking coats on. Can you believe in Hollywood they still chuck coats on the bed? And I hid under the coats oh. because because the the lock just you could just open the door even if you locked it you could just wiggle it a bit and it would open. So I ended up getting under the coats and just lying there and I was so I was scared to yeah. be honest. I was I was genuinely scared. And people were coming in and I could hear them like shagging up against the wall or doing whatever and then I felt this big thump on the bed and somebody was shagging on the bed and I think there was like about four people and I was next to them under the <laughs> not breathing underneath all the fur literally not breathing so oh you poor thing so so that happened once more and I sat in the car and I refused to go in because I could see where it was going and he didn't take me again but um, my relationship with Richard was that he was my boss and he wanted me to be his girlfriend. But he wanted me to be in that sort of relationship without, you know, filling in forms. But he wanted to give me a good spanking when I was naughty and I had to bath him and he wanted me. He told me all this. So this one day, and again, bear in mind, I'm very naive, very naive. You know, how long really, had you been really in the States young. at this time? Probably. Oh, he started straight away. <gasps> Literally, so that like was that week in the that I got there. Absolutely, absolutely. So this one day, we were alone in the office, and he decided he'd had enough of waiting, and he was he wanted to give me a good spanking because I'd been a naughty oh, girl. God. So I thought, right. I'm going to do it. I'm going to, you know, I'm going to let him do it. I'm going to just get on with it. So so I had to bend over the desk and I'd got jeans on. I didn't, you know, again, I wasn't dressed like a woman. I'd got a band T-shirt on and jeans again because that's what I used to wear. And he pulled my jeans down and pulled my pants down. And just as he was about to spank me, I started laughing. And I laughed and laughed and I was laughing and I couldn't stop. And he he just couldn't do it because I wasn't I wasn't taking him seriously. No, you weren't being submissive. You were taking the piss out of him. That did not go down well. Did not go down well. But then something rather weird happened that you know how I take the piss. Oh, yeah. Don't you? My personality is just like that. I I'm sort of find things funny that if I did this in front of him ow ouch ow he would literally come in his pants good god and do you know what Amy and audience guess who was the dominant in that relationship 
That's all I have to do. Because it almost is, yes, that that definitely sounds... Because even with Anastasia at parts of the film, she, she is in complete control. Maybe there yeah. is a complete change yeah. of roles mm. at the end of the so, day. Well, he, I, and I he like thought this idea he that he the dominant. Absolutely. Yeah, but it wasn't it wasn't sex. It was just like, hey, I would just have to slap my hands together and go, ow. Oh. And he would do well. Ever I wanted him to. Take me to dinner. Oh, I'm too busy. Slap. Ah, okay, then let's go. <laughs> Sounds ridiculous. I want to know how long so, this lasted. How long did this... Um, three years. Good. Never laid grief. a finger. Never laid a finger on me. And I had boyfriends. You know, I went out with, you know. But it was just something unsaid between us. He never touched me. He never took me anywhere afterwards, you know, to try and get me. I gave him his book back. Gave him his book back. <laughs> <laughs> I read it. Thanks very much. Yeah, I finished with this. Yeah, so so that that BDSM. Now, I, I've known people who, who've been in real BDSM yeah. relationships. And it really is a lifestyle. So this this is so kinky light. Yeah, yeah. That it just... I, I think that the biggest problem, I think, with the film is that this um, sort of dominance and submission relationship is not for Christian gay, like a kink as such, but it's yeah. like a requirement born out mm. of a past, like past abuse and abandonment by a mother who was a literal crack whore. So, in other words, the book and the film are promoting the idea that you've got to be pretty fucked up in some way to get off yeah. on this stuff. So yeah. that's all wrong. Yeah. Um, it, it's not, it's not, it's not, um, I, I think it kind of wants to revel in the sexiness of a fetish, um, while mm. at the same time looking down on people, you know, who partake in that sort of thing as damaged goods. Yeah. Yeah. You're absolutely right. I, I totally agree with you there. Uh, you know, while still making Anastasia the, the virgin on a pedestal yeah. and he's damaged goods. Yeah. Absolutely, but, it, but even even then, it's just not believable. His kink isn't believable. No, no, not at all. You know, um, I think uh, yeah, I think it's also both a, a romantic fantasy and a fairy tale. If you notice, it's very witchy. Yeah. So that there's, yes. there's there's witches that pop up through the film, whether it's Christian's birth mother, m- mother, yeah. the shadowy yeah. Mrs. Robinson, obviously a reference to the '67 film *The Graduate*, with whom mm-hmm. he had a, a, a well a relationship with when he was 16, and Anastasia's very fed up about this because she's calling him, she's calling her out to Christian as an abuser, and he was like, yeah. "We're still just friends, though. We're still just friends." <laughs> and then there's Anastasia's mother. On her fourth yeah. husband and having yeah. too much of a fabulous time, darling, to make it to her daughter's graduation. You remember? <laughs> so so it's, yeah. it doesn't love women too much, this film. No. Not, not, not a great fan. They're, they're, they're very witchy types, witchy characters. Mm. Which, again, is really weird, considering it was written by a woman. Yeah. For women and directed by a woman who's supposedly, like, a total feminist. Yeah, it's like the Twilight film. I think this is what I looked yeah. up. It, is, it's, it also it's, it remains an all too rare example of a blockbuster movie whose three there's three key creatives, isn't there? There's the author, the screenwriter, yeah. and the director. They're all women. Yeah. So yeah. It, that yeah. was a change in industry terms, wasn't it? Totally. Yeah, and it still flopped. Yeah. 
and I think that your idea of making it a bit tongue in cheek mm. and a bit, yeah, I think it would have been a lot more successful because it takes itself so seriously. That's the downfall. Yeah. It doesn't it? It does. And and I can't believe that. I mean, some women obviously like really love it. But I can't believe, I mean, this is a film for women. Well, now, I don't, I really don't, it pisses me off when you see films for women, films for men, it's balls. Mm. It's like the only film for women that's funny is Bridesmaids. Well, it, yeah, it is sort of funny, but what about Blazing Saddles? That's full of cowboys. <laughs> Why can't women like that? And films that, that we deal with as well, you know, like the, the action films that I... I I don't have to watch them, but I really enjoy them because they're so terrible. But I love them. I love Chuck Norris. Yeah, I think that's a shame. I mean, many, many years ago when I started off, I was working for free for Time Out in London. And they, they would just chuck me all the so-called girly films. I never used to yeah. get a chance to write mm. about um, any kind of action stuff, any kind of really full-on hardcore horror, and there's so many feminist mm. issues in in horror films. Mm. I mean, that should be a, that should yeah. be a genre for women, I think, more than men. Yeah, absolutely. Um, and 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 that's something that yeah that very much used to piss me off that you know send, send Amy off to a you know to some sort of girly film that um it, it, yeah it used to really get on my nerves and I think like the film um you know like nine and a half weeks be, uh, became famous for a number of set pieces didn't it like the food mm. sequence for example yeah, yeah it's not easy to identify a single destined to be classic. Um, shot yeah. or seen in Fifty Shades. In Fifty Shades, is there? It's, 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 it's just a wish fulfillment fairy tale of this naive girl and her prince charming that's been told yeah. a million times. You know, yeah. so it, yeah. I think it's been called the Downton Abbey of bondage. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, yeah, that's I think perfect. That it, I think that is a perfect. That, yeah, perfect. But, but, I mean, having said that, I think the film remains entirely watchable. I think it's 125 minutes running mm. time, but it, it does ultimately reveal itself, um, I think, to be a passable adaptation that could and should have been much, much better. Harder. Harder. If it was, if it was, if it was more like the book, I think it would have been a bit harder sexually. Yeah. So, so Amy, Sorry, where dream are we? casting dream casting for 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 this film if you you were the director amy you've got the job of directing 50 shades of gray straight off the top of your head you can have anyone past or present who would you pick kathy burke is anastasia Steele. kathy kathy burke kathy burke yeah um oh who do we have as the bloke um, not Ray Winston. No, you've got to pick the bloke because because Kathy Burke is my Anastasia. You've got to pick the guy. Why? Seriously? Come on now. Seriously, <laughs> pick, pick Kathy Burke. She'd love that. She'd tell him to fuck off. I'm having a fag. Yeah. She's yeah. Like, yeah. No, I don't want it. I don't want the. I don't want to get tied up. But we can do some anal fisting Basically, later. If it's right off my yeah. list, that is. But you know, maybe, maybe not. Don't know, yeah. mate. No. Yeah, oh, might I be. Because oh, so are you thinking of sensible casting now? Sensible yes, sensible casting. casting. Any actors? Any? 
Um, uh, I don't know. I don't know. Oh, you could. Uh, all I right, then how about one to, to be in this film that I admired? To be honest, <laughs> um, <laughs> I mean, poor old Melanie Griffith, and you know, I, oh, she must have watched through, watched from behind the sofa, seeing her daughter doing those things. <laughs> I, 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 I just, it's just so off the radar now. I can't think. I just want. I, I just think it should have been. It could have been such a better film had it not taken itself so seriously. And uh, and and there was just a little more to Christian um, than a blank face. Than a, than, than a blank face, and his constantly frown, cold, his constant frown, his 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 glaring eyes, and uh, yeah, he's like an alien. He's, he's like an alien. He's not you know, not not quite on the planet. The way he just turns up to her work, I and mean, he doesn't seem to go through doors, does he? He just he just seems to drift <laughs> around. Um, and then just like appear like on roller skates, you know. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like Gary Oldman in Dracula. Hello, Hello. <laughs> he looks clammy as well, doesn't he? If you if you if you run your fingers down that finely chiselled chest mm. of his, you'd end up with a sheen of gunk on you. And you'd like, <laughs> yeah, and you'd have thought, you know, when he when uh, she gets pissed at the club and she she gets on the phone in the queue and she wants to call him out for just being some dirty old stalker and shut up and <laughs> da, 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 da. and he's like, I'm coming to get you now, and he and he finds her and, and, and it's, yeah. you've got my she says you've got my mobile number how did you get that you've got my email address how have you got that um, yeah. I'm coming to save you from you know being drunk then of course takes her home you're already stalker yeah. red flags waving yeah. don't do it yeah. don't do it he's found out all your information he's got your bank details <laughs> and then they go home and so you've, you've put oh you've next morning with a little hangover with with a little uh-huh. note saying eat me drink me so we've gone down mm-hmm. the rabbit hole of Alice in Wonderland here yeah with yeah with the, with the painkillers and and the glass of water and then he, and then so I go, how did I get here? Uh, because you must have taken my clothes off. Yes, I, he slept right next to her, apparently. Yeah. yeah. And yeah. then he comes out of the bathroom and takes his shirt off. And, and, and they haven't, they don't even know each other. And he's already taking mm. bites out of her toast. And, and, mm. and, and it's just all so, ugh. Do you think? So unfanciable. So unfanciable. When he was lying next to her, he might have slipped a finger. Definitely. Yeah, dirty bastard. Dirty, dirty bastard. So so we'll just finish talking about this atrocious film (laughs) and just move move on to something that Amy is going to suggest you watch instead of it. So I'm not going to... I don't believe in giving films marks out of ten. But I, what I will say is that I will never watch Fifty Shades of Grey again. So that's very telling for me because I there was nothing in it that I liked. I just thought it was a bit boring. Yeah. Just, in parts, I found it a bit offensive towards women. Very. That this idea that women just want romance and... You know, and, and and naughtiness. You know, oh, I don't make love. I fuck hard. Oh, how naughty! He said, "Fuck." I mean, <laughs> you and, know, and, almost like we're let, not sexual beings. You know, it's yeah, yeah. And, and let's not forget to mention there's the criminally underused supporting cast of Jennifer Eel and there's Marcy yeah. Gay Harden. I mean, they're just wasted 
on this yeah. ridiculously daft script that's oh, you know no, that reminds me. unintentionally Rita funny Aura. as it's frequent. Yeah. Well, Rita Ora is his sister. Yeah, I know. The singer. I I looked and I thought, is that is that Rita Ora? And yes, it was. So she's so got a good that. agent. <laughs> or a bad one. A bad one. <laughs> Yeah. Oh dear! So yeah, so the films just that I recommended um, in in the part um, earlier on. So yes, obviously, Secretary, as as you all know now, is one of my favourite films. But yes, you know, ch- check out Louis Bunuel's Belle du Jour and and The Night Porter and uh, and The Duke of Burgundy. I mean, they're, they're, that that's something to seriously get your teeth into mm-hmm. if you want to stand, want to understand a little bit more about you know, kink. The, the, the kink. <laughs> Yeah, the king. The king. And uh, in fact, far, I, I far, reviewed far more the intelligent, night. Intelligent Absolutely. Films. Well, I I reviewed the Night Porter a couple of weeks ago. So if you're interested in reading a review of it, um, it's up on the website. Excellent. And it is a. It's just such a great film. It's just. It's very disturbing. Truly, when you watch it, you think, "What the fuck am I watching?" But it's just so well acted. Mm. And so evocative of where it's filmed and the era and Nazis. And I mean, probably a lot of people listening will go, oh, yeah, the night porter, Dirk Bogard, Charlotte Rampling. And they'll think of Charlotte Rampling as this emaciated, topless figure with a Nazi hat on Mm. from the cover of the of the film. Just get the film and watch it and see what it's really about. Agreed. Absolutely agreed. The same with Belle de Jour as well. It's many years since I've watched that. It's Catherine Deneuve, yeah, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. Um, Tied up against the tree. Yeah, yeah. That's a great film. But then I think for me also, the best S&M film that is also the most beautiful love story that is well acted and just probably a top 10 film for women who like films of that genre mm. is secretary oh so tell tell us a little bit about secretary but uh, especially about james spader well i think the casting was absolutely incredible from the get-go between maggie gillenhall and james spader um i don't really want to give anything away for for listeners who haven't seen it um but it's it's uh, it, there is a certain type of beauty and a certain and a certain type of respect. There are there are there are there are absolute cliffhanger moments where you're just thinking, just tell her to get away. She's a, she's a self harmer. She's not in a happy family before she meets him. Before she becomes the secretary um, to James Spader's um, what's his name Gray. That's his last name anyway. Funny that. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But he basically throughout the film. T- tries to tell her to stop self-harming um builds build builds her confident comfort her confidence up but in this kind of arranged uh, bdsm relationship mm. which is done so beautifully it is and it's, a- yeah. and it's yeah. acted so beautifully so it's just hugely recommended um from me so yeah i'm not gonna and give anything else me. away well, there's a member of our team who I will not mention. I think actually this person mentioned it in a podcast. And I, and I can, because I like the film so much, what this person said, 
because he they might have forgotten that they've said it but i can remember them watching it with their partner and they admitted that they'd had the best sex of their life after watching that film and i have to say that even though it is about uh, sort of bondage and yeah. that sort of thing it it is essentially a it's a love story one of the it's a love story and it's it's just so gorgeous and I will a, always cry at the final scene, which obviously I won't oh, give away. Because yeah. the soundtrack yeah. and the song that they use for, for when they mm. finally come, you know, together. Anyway, I'm not saying anymore. Watch it, watch it. Because um, yes, make make it shits all over the film we've Absolutely. just been talking about in every yeah. way. In every way. I don't know if Secretary's on Netflix or Amazon, but if it isn't, just go. And by it, probably it's quite an old film. And I would imagine, I, I can remember buying it off CEX mm. a couple of years ago and it was like 99p. It's not, it's a quid well spent, for, definitely. For sure. Agreed. Uh, one thing before we go that we didn't mention about Fifty Shades of Grey is the music soundtrack, which is, which is actually worth a mention. Yeah. That goes to show just what a blockbuster they hope this film would be um, because it's uh, they've got people like I think it the weekend sings on it um, yeah. Annie Lennox Annie Lennox who I can't fucking stand uh, <laughs> yeah she's a bitch Annie I've spoken sorry. about Annie Lennox being a bitch a few times <laughs> Ellie Goulding's on it but the big one is Sia and Beyonce and Beyonce yes, does Beyonce like slow... that's who I was thinking of yeah. yes I was thinking is it a cover of Beyonce did she agree no it's it was her. actually Beyonce isn't it yeah. yeah is it over the the main scene the the what the nice sex scene that they have where he ties her up and he spanks her a little bit I think so crazy in love plays over it but it's instead of it being you know do 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 it's like i'm crazy i mean she's so breathy and yes yeah, great song i like her singing it slow better than fast it's not as good if as frank I'm... sinatra singing witchcraft though no 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 so so yes what do we say about this film how do we how do we how do we really sum it up um <laughs> do, uh, i said I think yes, like the films we just mentioned, like you know, like Secretary, it it it's so much more for the female crowd um, who want to get their teeth into something that's truly uh, well researched, and uh, and if you want to watch some great performances, you know that, that you know these are the sort of films to go for. But this is, uh, uh, yeah, it fell flat on its face, didn't it? Mm, um, absolutely. My my review is this. <laughs> <laughs> that's mine but that's very you did a bigger one than me yeah Do, amy you're not allowed to fart on podcasts oh so please cover your bottom no no farting no fellini <laughs> <laughs> no scorsese no vinterberg no sex no, no spielberg no spielberg no, yeah, we, yeah, we can have a bit of Spielberg because of Jaws. Oh, Dave doesn't watch ET, does he? Dave doesn't watch no. ET. No, the whole world knows about Dave and ET. He absolutely refuses to watch it. And ET is such a good film as well. It's much better than fucking Fifty Shades. 
shades of grey. I think Dave's afraid of crying his eyes out through it. Yes. It, it, yeah. it's, 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 a, it's torture, that film. It's torture. And, and Steven Spielberg is a huge manipulator and he knew exactly yeah. what he was doing. Don't you think, though, when E.T. is in that pond, he looks like white dog poo? <laughs> Does, doesn't it? White dog poo tea. Oh, white dog poo tea. So now, before we uh, before we finish, we need to pick another film. So what I thought might be an idea is that we have a chat and maybe pick three films and put them out to you, and you pick which one we talk about. Good idea. Uh. And if you don't, we'll just pick something anyway. So, so yeah, the next pick that we're going to have, um, Amy's going to, uh, Amy's going to be picking them. So, mm, have you had any ideas yet? Have you had any ideas? What, what are you going to go with? Some action, some horror, a western, fatal attraction. You know, I'd love to talk about fatal attraction, um, yeah. which I'm just kind of addicted to it's one of those films mm. that when, you, when you're a bit weird um you, you know yeah. you, 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 I went for a week of watching it every day I don't know why um I I just love it um what else can we do um there's so many obviously I'd love to talk about secretary but if we're going into a completely different genre um let's do we can do predator because I know you you want to do predator have you done it before on this podcast no no so we can no, do that. Never do. It's very rare on this podcast they do big blockbusting films. It's normally uh, sort of unknown action films or eighties action films, mm. but not big ones like nothing really with Arnie or or a Sly in, or you know. But Chuck Norris doesn't come into that. You love but, uh, yeah. Chuck Norris. I do. I think he's a terrible actor, but when he takes his shirt off, oof. <laughs> he's about he's about 85 now though and he still looks exactly the same how did jeans he's dead it's all in the jeans isn't it yeah and his jeans are still tight (laughs) and then there's a come on another film from you let's have a think another film from me any film well you know one film that we have to do at some point it's gonna have to be conan the barbarian because i'm obsessed with that i know and i said but, the, you but the world well yeah you did it's gorgeous um the world's our oyster we can pick whatever we want really unless somebody out there would like to hear us talk about a film of your choosing and we will really you know consider it and probably pick it as well as long as it's not it doesn't involve wet men and even wetter women <laughs> Because we don't fucking roll like that, do we, Amy? We don't roll like that, bitches. No. 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 Give us some guts and something to dig our teeth into. That's what we want, don't we, Amy? Yes, please, Tina. Yes. So, just before uh, you say goodbye, I will do the housekeeping. You can email us at contact at 60minuteswith.co.uk. And please, you know, if you hate this show, if you love this show, let us know. Also, if you hate or love this show, please send us a review because reviews get uh, get Dave more notice for some really cool um, interviews. 
at the moment we've had quite a lot of interviews with uh with musicians and we'd really like to get into having a few more actors and directors uh because you're not doing anything because of covid so come on the show and talk to us <laughs> because we're really nice or even talk to me and amy Ooh. we'll ask you we'll ask you very deep questions won't we amy yes we will Tina. or maybe or maybe we'll just giggle hello robert patterson <laughs> can i be a <your> friend <laughs> can you imagine that jesus christ i would be as well oh i, oh, I love you robert patterson oh, we could talk about the lighthouse Ooh. oh we could talk oh yeah willem defoe both love him yeah mm. yeah the lighthouse uh and the other thing is the website, which is www.at 60 minutes with, well, 60mw.co.uk. And on there, you can see hundreds and millions and millions of trillions of reviews of films, loads of articles, loads of news, and a picture of Chris Jellyman Topless, which all red blooded men and women want to see. <laughs> and Amy's going, Who's Chris Jellyman? Is that a real name? Yeah, that's his real name. Isn't that an epic surname? Jellyman. 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 I like yes. it. Like it. Yes, he's very, very handsome, Chris. Is. I quite fancy Chris. Ooh. Don't tell him I said that, though, will you? Because be, he's terrified of me, as are most men. Most men are terrified of me, too. Yeah. Should We should go and live on the Isle of Skye in Scotland together and be lesbians. Yes. Oh, you already... You already do live on the Isle of Skye. You just need to let me move in with you and then, you know. With your other mummy, Mummy Diana, which is my mum. Mummy Diana. Yes. Your mummy Diana. Oh, I love yeah. your mum. She's gorgeous. Oh. So with that, it's goodbye from me and it's... Goodbye from her. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it was a real pleasure. Thank you, Cena. And looking forward to the next time.